Hello, my name is Wayne McGahey, the third host of the Locked On Seminoles podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. And for those of you that are returning listeners, I really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me over the past four weeks. It really has been amazing, and I really do appreciate it. If you're a new listener and you don't know who I am, I'm the Florida State beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat. I started covering Florida State in 2014, working as an intern for the NoLDigest.com site on the Scout Network. I worked my way up to the publisher of that site and then got the job as the FSU beat writer for the Tallahassee Democrat in August of 2016, and I've been in that role ever since. I cover football, baseball, basketball, and recruiting for the Democrat. I Every home football game, every away football game, every bowl game, every time Willie Taggart speaks, every time a player speaks, every time practice is open, I'm there. It Basketball, every home basketball game, every postseason basketball game. I was out in Nashville and Los Angeles for Florida State's Elite Eight run this past year. Every home baseball game, every postseason baseball game. I was out in Omaha for Florida State's run to the College World Series in uh, 2016. And every major and minor recruiting event like Florida State's Saturday Night Live that happened back in July. And the Junior Day events that happened in late February, early March. So I have a pretty good idea about what's going on around the big three sports and recruiting for Florida State. But this is the Florida State Miami prediction podcast. We're gonna we're gonna jump right in. We've got a lot to talk about. And the first uh, the first segment we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the matchups where I think Florida State may we'll, we'll see. Florida State might have an edge, uh areas where Miami will have an edge, then in the second segment, we're going to talk about the three players that I think will step up this game, the three players that I think have to step up this game in order for Florida State to get a win. And then in the final segment, I will give my prediction for the game and then explain why. So we got a lot to talk about. Going to jump right in. The biggest area of concern for Florida State, and this is the biggest advantage that Miami will have on on, on either side of the ball, and it's the Miami defensive line against the Florida State offensive line. And Miami's defensive, well, Miami's defensive front has has forced an incredible, an incredible 60 tackles for loss. They're averaging 12 tackles for loss per game so far this season. Gerald Willis, the stud defensive tackle, you might remember him. He was a former five-star that played at Florida. He was the one who was ejected for pushing Jameis uh, way back when. What was that? 20, 2014? Yeah, something like that. Uh, when uh, when Jameis ran through the sideline on the uh, in the twenty fourteen Florida State Florida game, but he's at Florida now, or he's at Miami now, and he's absolutely just tearing things up. He's got ten and a half tackles for loss. Uh, pretty sure that leads the uh, leads the country. But you know, Miami's for sixty tackles for loss, and Florida State. Is a lot has allowed forty three, so they're averaging almost nine tackles for loss allowed per game, which is one of the worst numbers in college football. So it's a position of fantastic strength for for Miami and Florida State's weakest, you know, weakest area. We've talked, gosh, I mean, I'm probably devoted like four hours at this point since this podcast started talking about the Florida State offensive line. And you know how bad it's been, and then making progress, and then taking a step back, and then who's going to play and who's not going to play. We don't know if Landon Dickerson is going to play. We don't know if uh, Derek Kelly's going to play. If neither of those two guys play, Florida State's going to be in deep, deep, deep trouble. 
because the right side of the line is going to be Mike Arnold and Abdul Bello. And that's just a recipe for disaster. Like, there's no other way to describe it. That that is a recipe for disaster. The right side of the line is going to uh, is going to struggle, like heavily struggle. And so, you know, there, there's only so much we can say about that. Miami's defensive line has a significant edge when it comes to when it comes to the offense, Florida State offensive line. So that's going to be a a, a pretty big issue now. An area where Florida State has a has an edge is on the the defensive line compared to Miami's def, um, Miami's offensive line. Florida State's defensive line has been very good. They're stopping the run um, at a at a pretty good rate so far. And if if that continues, it's going to make Miami one dimensional. It's going to put all the pressure on quarterback Nikosi Perry, who has been good. Let's let's be honest. He, he's only started one game. He's played in two, but he's looked he's looked really good so far. Um, but Miami's running backs, Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, are combining for o- over six yards of carry so far this season. And if Florida State can slow this, them down and make Miami a one-dimensional team, it's it's really going to help Florida State's ability to, to win this game. I, I know that that sounds obvious, but it's going to be tough to do. But Florida State is one of the top-run defenses in the country. Miami is also one of the top-run defenses in the country. And Florida State's rushing attack just hasn't been able to get going. Um, so that's a lot of things are going in Miami's favor in this game. A lot of things are going to go in, in, in Miami's favor. The one area where I think Florida state can have success is in the big plays. Miami so far this season has given up some big plays. I mean, they've given up nine plays of 30 yards or more, which is tied for 56, which is also tied with Florida state. Uh, for the number of big plays given up, uh, over 30 yards. So if, if Florida State's going to find success, and I don't believe it's going, they're going to be able to find success sustaining drives against this Miami defense, it's going to be taking the shots over the top, getting Tamorian Terry and Nyquan Murray and DJ Matthews out in space and letting them make plays. You know, Terry's. It seems to be like he's he's good enough for uh, for at least one fifty-plus yard touchdown a game. That's that seems to be what he does. But um, Florida State's going to need more than one of those for uh, for this game to be uh, for Florida State to have success in this game. I don't believe they're going to be able to sustain drives. I think it's going to be a real struggle. Um, to move the ball consistently against this Miami defense now. If Florida State can get the run game going, which I don't think it will, that's obviously going to open things up. But Miami did struggle at least a little bit in the early portion of the North Carolina game to stop the run. Uh, they North Carolina broke off like three or four uh, 20 to 30-yard runs in the first, first few drives, and they drove right down the field a couple times. It ended up resulting in 10 points, and they also, I mean, they lost 20, uh, 21 points just off turnovers being returned for touchdowns in that game. So, you know, if Florida State has got to minimize the mistakes, find a way to run the football, and then hit the big plays, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's probably a recipe for, for winning in every single game. If if you do those three things, you're probably going to win most of the games. But against this Miami defense, with Florida State not being able to run the football, it's it's going to be it's going to be a struggle for them to put together consistent drives. Just because one, the offensive line is still extremely banged up. 
Number two, you've I mean, this is going to be the six different offensive line combination that Florida State's put out there in six games. I mean, this is going to be ridiculous. But with uh, with that being said, if Florida State can win the turnover battle, and I'm not talking about like two to one, I'm talking about like three to one or four to one, or you know three to zero, and not turn the ball over at all, which you know has been a struggle, and maybe maybe take that fumble luck, the the turnover luck that Florida State's had. And just completely turn it around and channel it all into this game. Maybe they can find a way to walk out with a win, but it, it's going to be it's going to be very very tough for Florida State to come out of here. Uh, another area that you know Miami has an edge in is that they're knocking out big plays at a very very high rate. Florida State is one of the worst big play teams in the country, so I mean the the Florida State secondary has really really struggled. I mean, really struggled, you know, so far this season defending the pass, especially the big plays. I mean, it's from 20 yards on, they're ranked over 90th in every category. And then from 30 yards on, they're ranked, no, I'm sorry, from 40 yards on, they're ranked a hundred, they're ranked over a hundred in every category. It's, I mean, it's, it's just been kind of, uh, it's been poor. Let's just, let's just go ahead and call it that. It's It's been pretty poor, but Miami's been one of the uh, one of the top teams in the country at producing thirty yard plays. They have nineteen plays of thirty plus yards, which is sixth in the country. Uh, you know, it's after that it hasn't been as explosive, but like they only have seven plays of more than forty yards, which is way on down the list. And then Florida State's defense just hasn't been able to find any success. And this, I mean, their numbers would be a lot better if quarterbacks could actually hit the long passes, which, you know, was a little bit by design. They wanted to force Juwan Pass into making those those type of throws because they weren't confident they could hit him, and he didn't. But still, having receivers run wide open in the secondary is never a good sign. But we'll get into the second segment here in a little while. We're talking about the three players that I think – We'll have success against Miami. The three players I think have to have success for Miami to get a win. And then in the final segment, we'll give my prediction. But before we get into that, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on the Knowles. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, no spaces, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. The promo code is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all caps, no spaces. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, so make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, back into the uh, into the second segment, and we're we're going to talk about some players that I think are going to have success. And I already mentioned number one, and I think it's going to be Tamora and Terry. I think that he's going to be a mismatch for the Miami secondary, and even if like even if he doesn't have the reception numbers, he's still going to have a big impact on the game. One, because he's an excellent blocker. He's Florida State's best blocking wide receiver. He loves it. He's mean about it. And he's engaged on every single play. If you watch him, 
Yeah, on offense, there's not a guy that makes more plays away from the ball than there than uh, Tamar and Terry. So, <clears throat> excuse me. He's, I mean, he's been phenomenal without the ball, and it's been, and it's, he's been rewarded with some big pass plays. Florida State needs to find a way to get him the ball more, uh, more but he's, despite not getting the ball as much as he needs to, he's been extremely engaged, and he never misses an opportunity to make a play. And I think he's going to have, uh, I think he's going to find some success at some point. He's gonna, he's gonna get open, and uh, you know, he's he's become a favorite target of DeAndre Francois. They did target him a lot at Louisville. They're going to target him some more against Miami. And I think that he could find success against this Miami secondary. The next guy that I think is going to going to have success against Miami is going to be Brian Burns. Burns has been very good for Florida State this year. He leads the team in tackles for loss with six and a half. He leads the team in sacks with five. I He's tied for 12th in the country in sacks so far this season. So he's... Yeah, he's still not the player in the run game that everybody was hoping he would be, but you know, that's I mean, that's not really a surprise considering considering his size. So that's always going to be knock on him, but he's I mean, he's tearing it up in the pass rush. A lot of people have complained about him not really getting getting to the quarterback, running by the quarterback some, but he's creating he's creating pressures and he's on the field for every single snap. This kid is playing his tail off for Florida State this year, and I think he's going to have a big game against Miami. Miami has struggled uh, some in giving up sacks, not as much as Florida State has, obviously, but they're 60th in the country, averaging almost two sacks per, or allowed per game. You know, they've allowed nine so far this season. So if Florida State can find a way to get to Nikosi Perry, put pressure on him, and make him make him make mistakes, this is you know it, there's. That's another path for Florida, Florida State to find a way to win this game. We're going to have to continue to find ways for Florida State to win this game because they shouldn't win this game. They're a 14-point dog, and in order for them to, to win the game, Miami's going to have to do something wrong, and Florida State's going to have to do something right. And above normal. I mean, obviously, you know, one team, that's going to happen in every game. But above what's normally, like, if, if a team's playing bad, they need to play... You know they need to turn the ball over more than normal, and Florida State needs to force more turnovers than normal. Or Florida State needs to stop the run better. Or Florida State needs to not give up forty-yard pass plays because that's what they've been doing. You know, the, there's always going to be something like that, um, and Florida State's got to got to find ways to win this game. But Florida State's actually only allowed twelve sacks so far, and that does come with come off the heels of not allowing a single sack against Louisville. But that's also obviously with Landon Dickerson in the lineup and not having Abdul Bello started at one of the tackle positions. So we're going to have to wait and see. Dickerson might still play, but the last player that I think is going to find success in this game, and I think this goes completely against what uh, what a lot of people think Miami's strengths are, but I think Trey McKitty is going to have a lot of success in this game for Florida State. He's That, that Miami linebacker unit is very good, but they're not exactly great in coverage. You know, Quarterman is very good. McLeod's all right. Uh, but I think that McKitty, who already has 15 catches for 153 yards and two touchdowns this season, can find some success against these Miami linebackers. I think that he's a, he's kind of a mismatch for that unit. 
you look at what he was able to do against Louisville on that really long touchdown play where he just beat the uh, the linebacker to the sideline, got a step, and then made a spectacular play. Now, I know that Miami's linebacker unit is a big step up from Louisville, but I do think he could find that same success, and I think he'll be a favorite target for DeAndre Francois in this game. And speaking of DeAndre Francois, he leads off the list of players that I think have to step up if Florida State's going to get a win. I know it's cliche to say that the quarterback has to be good for Florida State to uh, to beat Miami, but hey, guess what? It has to happen. You know, Francois has been really, really good throwing the football so far uh, so far this year. I mean, he's completing sixty three percent of his passes, which is you know up from what he completed in twenty sixteen uh, by about five percent. So, you know, he's averaging 7.9 yards per attempt, which is, you know, pretty good. That's not bad. He, he does have five interceptions, but three of those came against Virginia Tech when he was trying to lead the team back. And he's only had two interceptions in the, uh, in the four games since. So, yeah, he, he's, he's playing pretty well, but he's got to be better. When we, we, we keep ta- I keep talking about this, right? He, he's not reading... You know, in, in the read option situation, we talked about it yesterday when uh, when asked about the running game. He's not reading things right, and he's creating a numbers mismatch for the defense instead of creating a numbers mismatch for the offense when it comes to that because he's just no threat to run, and teams know it. So he's 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 still learning this offense, right? He He's still learning how to make those reads. He didn't get a chance to do that in the spring and really – only got to work in this offense for real um, since the start of the season. So he's still learning. There's a chance that he could get better. I'm not confident that he will, but he just needs to continue to progress. He also needs to be able to step up and and hit uh, hit the big plays when he needs to. I mean, there's going to be a very few limited number of opportunities for Florida State to uh, to find success deep down the field, and Francois has got to be on the money with all of them if Florida State wants to find a way to win this game. The next player that I think has to step up is Levanta Taylor. Taylor was very good against Louisville. They didn't throw. I, I think they threw at him one time for like 10 yards and then didn't throw at him again. Uh, Florida State needs him to take that and move that forward and continue and, and play at the level that he's capable of playing at because through the first four games, he didn't. Uh, he was picked on a lot. He, he made a lot of mistakes, and he's got to continue to. He, he needs to return to the form that he was at last year because the what he played like through the first four games isn't getting it done. He needs to play like he did at Louisville, and you know Miami's wide receivers are very very good, so he's going to have his hands full. And Florida State really needs him to to play as well as he can, particularly if he's lined up against a guy like Jeff Thomas because. You know the speed of of that kid is is phenomenal, and he's he's I think their best wide receiver with Amon Richards out. He might even be their best wide receiver with Amon Richards back. So I think Levante Taylor has to have a a big game for Florida State, and then finally we're gonna go back to it. It's, it's gonna be the running game, right? <clears throat> Cam Akers. You know Miami is allowing like two point six yards per carry. Florida State's offensive line is banged up. Cam Akers is averaging just 4.1 yards per carry, and that's skewed by an 85-yard run. But the run did happen, so it counts, right? But yeah, there's just it's just been a slog for Florida State's 
so far in the run game. There's been nothing that they've been able to do has been able to find success that uh, they got to find a way, you know, and I'm not talking about breaking 20 yard runs every drive. I'm talking about finding a way to get three yards on first down, get three yards on first down, get three yards on second down, find a way to get advantage on third down with like a third and four or less. You know, all that takes is two, three yard runs gets Florida state into third and four. And then it opens up so many more options, right? So the offensive line got a really good push uh, against Louisville. It's going to be much tougher to do that against Miami, but we're going to have to wait and see if they can, if Landon Dickerson and Derek Kelly are both out, it's going to be very, it's going to be even tougher to do that. But you know, Cam needs to be willing to take those three yard runs. He did a he did a better job of that against Louisville, but he needs to be a, he needs to be willing to take those three yard runs, put his head down, get the extra yard or two, and not go sideways trying to break the big play, which results in Florida State losing two yards instead of gaining one. You know, it's it's those type of plays that have put Florida State in a in a pretty bad position at points this year. And Cam needs to uh needs to really step it up and realize that this offensive line isn't going to give him big holes to run through. He needs to take advantage when he gets them and get and get what he can and get down. So those are my uh, my six players to watch for the Florida State Miami game. We'll come back in the next segment talking about my or giving my give my prediction for the game and how I think it's go it goes. But before uh, before we get into that. Have you thought about cutting the cord and going away from cable TV or satellite TV and you don't really you want to pay for the 20 extra channels that you never watch just you know when you, all you want to do is say watch ESPN or watch college football well you need to check out Sling TV Sling TV is the best way to watch college football and $30 a month gets you ESPN the Pac-12 network the SEC network It'll probably have the ACC network when it comes out next year. You know, you can stream it on your big screen and all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. So sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial started by going to sling.com forward slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash l o c k e d o n thanks for sticking with me as we head into our final segment of the locked on seminoles podcast and i know you guys are wanting the prediction i'm just going to go ahead and drop it out i don't see florida state winning this game and frankly i don't see it being fairly close in the end i think there's just too many factors you know, favoring Miami at this point. There's too many things that Florida State needs to go right, and then so many things that Florida State needs Miami to do wrong in order to be confident in in a win. So I've got Miami beating Florida State 31 to uh, 14, covering the 14 point spread. I don't think that. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think that Florida State's going to be able to sustain the drives enough. I think they'll hit a couple big plays, but. I just think that this is a game where Florida State's going to go three and out a lot and where, you know, kind of like the Syracuse game, it's going to be close for really close for a half because I think the defense will will play better than they did at Louisville. But I see I see this being a game where Florida State's, you know, getting run down by the uh, by the end of the third quarter and fourth quarter and 
Miami puts it uh puts it on them late, <clears throat> adds a couple scores in the fourth quarter to to make it look worse than it was. But it's you know I just I just don't know how Florida State can keep up offensively from anything that we've seen so far this year. I mean they they did have a great second half against Louisville, but the first half was absolutely terrible. They they've yet to put a complete game together on the offensive side of the ball, and I just <clears throat> excuse me. And I don't know that that's going to happen against a very good Miami defense. And on defense, you know, there there are huge holes in this defense that Miami is built to take advantage of with their with their wide receiver group. Um, so I think that that Miami's going to have a lot of success. I do think that Florida State's defense will step up and play better. This is a game where you know tensions are high. And I'm not saying that Florida State can't win this game. I'm just saying that there is a lot better chance of Miami winning this game than there is of Florida State winning this game. Just because, you know, if, if Florida State goes even in the turnover battle, say both teams turn the ball over twice that twice, that's that's an advantage to that's an advantage to Miami. You know, if this game comes down to defense, that's an advantage to Miami. If this game comes down to, you know, Florida State needing to drive the field multiple times, you know, with a chance to win the game. I'm not confident they can do so, even after watching them do it against Louisville. But I just, <clears throat> I, I don't, I don't know that, this is, this is going to, this is a tough one for, I know this is going to be a tough one for Florida State fans to, uh, to hear, but, you know, Miami right now is the better football team, and, I don't think that anybody who's watched the first five games of the season are, is going to argue with me. Now, Miami hasn't played the best competition, and the one you know team they played with a pulse slapped, you know, smacked them around. But it's yeah, I just I I don't know that Florida State can find a way to uh, to win this game. You know, I think Miami probably wins it eight out of ten times, if not nine out of ten. But you know, like the little giant said, there's always that one time. But that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Seminoles podcast. I really appreciate everyone for sticking with me through the first four weeks. I hope you guys will continue to come back. We're going to start getting some guests on next week as we head into the bye week. But we're going to start getting some guests on now that I'm a little more comfortable in this. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it so far, and I hope you'll continue to stick with me as we go through the rest of football season. We'll be back on Monday discussing Florida State's... uh, game against Miami. Hopefully we'll get to talk about a win, but we'll have to wait and see. But we'll be back on Monday. So for the Locked on Seminoles podcast, I'm Wayne McGahee. Have a wonderful day.